1: Hey Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs Podcast. Yes, the CHGO Cubs Podcast. The best Cubs Podcast on the internet. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story, but also, it is facts. True. Yeah? It's it's not not FAX, it's just facts. Just facts, right? There you go. Uh, Welcome in. No Luke Stuckmeyer today. So it's just me and Ryan, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the fact that... The four main Boris clients are still available, as we all know. Uh, we got, there was a good article or a good blog on uh, Bleacher Nation about morale. Uh It didn't go super in-depth, but it gave me an idea of something we can talk about related to morell that we haven't really talked about all offseason, in my opinion. Um, and then I heard, I, I heard A.J. Hench talking about, javi Bayas yesterday and i I want to talk about javi Bayas at the end of the show so hit the like button that's the first thing hit the like button also super chat already ricky what up ricky i see you in this chat all the time two dollars just wanted to say credit to cody for being cody that's very big of you to send i should screenshot it and put it like on my uh my twitter header that should be my twitter header all right maybe i'll do that uh but thank you for the super chat i see other names in the chat becky godfather michael greg dfw suzy i know she's a diehard um speaking of the diehards i want to give a shout out to jackie nico aaron william eddie mick larry and jim you're all new diehards credit to you guys
2: yeah 110 new
1: diehards in january yeah and I
2: want to smash that in February.
1: Yeah. Just, just we're looking for way like way 210 back. in February. Yeah. That's I don't think that's a lo-
3: a lofty goal. Can we're we- going to do double that in fewer yeah. days. Yeah. yeah we're going to take right? that leap year, and we're just going to run right into March. Right. Tell your
2: friends. Tell your family.
3: Tell, tell your, your kids. Friends. Tell your friends. Yes. Tell
2: your brothers, Goldfish. and Everyone sign up. Right.
1: And right now, especially if you're a Cubs fan, it's the perfect time to sign up because the Cubs season is right around the corner. We're doing more events this year, we I believe we're going to do at least three takeovers, which are gonna be fun. Uh, me and my guy Greg Braggs are gonna be out at Wrigley Field a lot this summer unconfirmed but pretty much confirmed. Either way, it's a great time to become a diehard because I think we're gonna we're definitely gonna be out in the community a lot yeah. more.
2: Yeah. Also, well, I
1: wasn't say I know people have asked how
2: to become a diehard. Mm. got to go over to allchgo.com. there's a diehard tab. There you click become a diehard, and that there you can find all the information, all the all the benefits of becoming a diehard. How to sign up, do all that stuff. So make sure you go to allchgo.com, click that tab, the diehard tab, yes. and get get signed up, join
3: the community, and yeah. you get a free shirt, yeah. maybe the Sammy Sosa one, bring them home. Yes, bring them home. what a great point, big of Steven to say because he's huge a huge fan. Yeah, huge <laughs> of yeah.
1: me. very big of you. Uh, yeah, the Sosa hat, uh, shirt and or hoodie. The hoodie would be perfect in April, right? If you oh, yeah. if you you're in the area and you're going to Wrigley for an April game, which the the good thing about going to Wrigley in April is that the tickets are usually pretty cheap because no one wants to go to Wrigley in April cuz the weather is such a it's just so unpredictable. You could get a 70 degree day or you could get a 30 degree day with some flurries or something like that, you know what I mean? So, I think the hoodie of this bring bring Sammy home uh would be great on a day like that. But um, yeah, so, so uh, do all that. I, another reason to become a diehard, and this is like recent stuff, is that the CSO Cubs Discord is going off about Barb. <laughs> People are... Not, for a, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. And the reason being is I believe someone created a parody Barb account last night because I've started tweeting my top 10 favorite Barb comments from each show the last two days, and in turn, it led to someone creating a parody Barb account. Now, Barb, if you actually did create a, um, if you actually did create an account, uh, hi, I appreciate you following me on Twitter. You should become a diehard too. But what's funny about what's going on? In CSU, Wait, hold on, hold on. Is, is this live? It, it, we okay, are just live. Just are checking. Are checking are just live. wanted to we check. Thank you. And I haven't seen Barb in the chat yet. So I, you should, last this, these last couple of days, she's been coming in kind of late. So hopefully, you know, things she she sees this. But the thing that's funny these last handful of days is that people are they're just so me- mesmerized by Barb because she sends some of the funniest comments in the chat, and uh, this goes into the fact that. The community is incredible in the CHO Discord. Yeah. So this is this is all good and fun, Barb. It's nothing against you at all. But I do find it hilarious that someone made a parody account of you. At least I believe that's what it is. Because I, I I tweeted, I replied to someone saying that they should create or someone should create a like a fake Barb account and then just start telling me to charge my phone every day and tell me to text Hoyer to, uh, you know, not trade everyone or something, you know. The classic Barb comments, you know what I mean. So, anyway, I just want to give a shout out to the C H O Cubs Discord because it it's been cracking me up the last couple of days with with all the with all the the conversation because <laughs> the Cubs haven't been doing anything at least these last handful of weeks as far as you know signing these these main four one or one or two of these uh, Boris clients that we've been talking about off se- all off season right. Sorry, I'm I getting word the Cubs have just made the Hector Nearest uh,
2: signing official one year deal club option for 2025 and to make room on the 40 man Michael Rucker has been designated for assignment. Oh. And this is actually hey Gary, I was right. We were we were at, we were uh we were in, in <laughs> the to Disco- you. We were in the Discord um <laughs> yesterday kind of chopping it up. I was you know Gary was in there, Susie, a couple others. Mm. Uh and kind of I think Gary had actually asked about making room on the 40 man and I said, you know, Michael Rucker
1: I think I said something. It's just it's just, it just the
2: fact that you know he's a he's a guy just shuttling back and forth from AAA to uh, big leagues mm-hmm. was only really taking up mop up duty situations kind of thing. Like if they were going to release someone on that forty man as,
1: as a pitcher, like that was a guy
2: that I'm like could could be on the chopping block for that. But um, I,
1: when I was in the Discord last week and we did we did reactionary stuff to the narrow signing, he asked me along the same question, and I credit to me for saying this. I said that you're better with these like roster things because you know more about it than I do. But I believe I did say
3: Michael Rucker was
1: an option that I think that they would DFA. So
3: nah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. Well. <laughs> anyway, real quick, just want to shout out Eric Ulrichs just signed up to be a diehard. Hell yeah, right, Eric! To you incredible. Eric. Ulrichs incredible. Is that how
1: you is that how you pronounce it? Ulrichs. I, if I if my so, best. it's there's a bar in Peoria, Illinois called Ulrichs. It's one of my favorites. Sp- Favorite bars there when I lived there for about a year and a half back in 2016 when the Cubs won the World Series. People forget that. Uh, but thanks for coming a diehard, bro. Uh, as far as uh, this this move that you just made, that you just told us that was official, um, I don't think anyone's very upset to see Michael Rucker or surprised even, or even surprised to see that Michael Rucker um, was the one DFA'd. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it it may it to me. It, I feel like he could be – explain this to me that way I get this right. He's DFA'd and he has he will now go through waivers, right? And then he could be outrighted to the Cubs AAA if that yeah, – right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I don't think he's been DFA'd before. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head if he has. But, like, because mm-hmm. um, the Cubs DFA'd, you know, designated for assignment, they could place him on waivers. And if another team claims him, they bring him on. Or if he goes through waivers, doesn't get claimed, the Cubs can – I believe, assign him to, to Iowa. Okay. I, I'd, I'd have to make, it's sure, just to make sure just because I don't remember for sure ha- if he uh, um, has been DFA'd
1: in the past, but I don't think he has. Mm. Okay, well, till then, I have one very, very important question, and that in question is, what was your favorite part of the Michael Rucker era? Um, my
2: favorite <laughs> – was it? My favorite uh, – what was the phrase you just said? What was your favorite part of the Michael favorite Rucker era? Favorite part of the Michael Rucker era Yeah, was the friends we made along. The friends we made no, along. No, he,
1: uh, yeah. he had some good moments. He also yeah. had some bad moments. No, I,
2: I, I, he had I some know. good moments. I, like I said, he was that kind of guy that came in, uh, mop-up duty, and yeah. um, maybe maybe take a couple innings here and there. And, um, you know, he was, he was the guy that shuttled back and forth between Iowa and, and the big leagues. And, mm-hmm. He wasn't going to be their their linchpin or their cornerstone or their bullpen or anything um but he was you know a good dude worked hard and you know hopefully he latches on wherever right if someone yeah. claims him or they're able to keep him in the system um you know good dude and and see if
1: see where he can get go from here yeah I see uh, d f w Susie says R- Rucker had a few moments last year
2: yeah, yeah I mean, like i said he had, he had some moments over the last couple of years it just he mm-hmm. wasn't one of those trusted relievers. He wasn't getting the high leverage kind of stuff. Right. Um. He was kind of going in for for mop up duty, taking you know, eat up some innings, whether the Cubs were ahead by a lot or or mm. down by a lot. Uh, that was kind of his role, and you know, that's that's a role that that play that needs to be filled on a team, right? A guy that yeah. can just come in and and take up the innings that so you don't use your best relievers every day. Like that, mm. that is a role that has to be filled. Um, not that it's. Not that it can't be filled by someone else, obviously. But like, sure. Yeah, so uh, he was a good dude, you know, nice to talk to, uh, got along with him. But um, we'll see you know, We'll see where he goes. We'll see if they can keep him in the system.
1: Yeah. I, uh, you know, related to other former Cubs relievers, I was going to get to this later in the segment, but since we're talking about relievers now because of this uh, official news regarding Neres, uh, I saw before the show, and credit to Gary for t- uh, DMing me on Twitter about it uh, so I could see it, Um Brandon Hughes who signed a minor league deal with the Diamondbacks, Cubs legend officially now. Um, obviously last year was hurt for most of it, I believe, with a knee injury, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He was really good for the Cubs in 2022. Hell, he was getting closing opportunities at the end of the season in 2022. Uh, just couldn't stay healthy last year. He, they went into 2023 hoping that he could be like that, consistent lefty to come out of the pen for them. Just didn't really work out. Signs a minor league deal with the Diamondbacks. We'll see how things play out. They, they're, they're, uh, their bullpen. I remember outside of the postseason last year, the Diamondbacks bullpen was uh, not great. So we'll see where he fits in the fold there. If he makes it out of camp again, it's a minor league deal. So he yeah. could end up in Triple A to open the season for them. But, um. He was always an interesting one, just because remember he came up as a position player and then they turned him into a reliever.
2: Yeah, he was an outfield. I don't remember exactly the year. I have to mm-hmm. look that up. But he was an outfielder for years, right? And then um, they, I remember he was telling the story that at one point they kind of basically sat him down and were like, "There's just no more room for you as an outfielder on the on the in the system, mm-hmm. um, but we think you can convert to a pitcher." Um, obviously for a guy who was about to lose his job, right. Probably about mm-hmm. to be released. Had he not, uh, agreed to give it a try. Um, you know, he converted to, to a reliever, converted to a pitcher, um, and had success kind of, he, he's one of those guys that just kind of came up out of nowhere. Like he would heard the name thrown around there every once in a while, but he wasn't like this big time guy that was just, he, he just kind of moved up pretty quickly. And all of a sudden he was in the big leagues, right. In 2022. And it's funny cause he's, uh, he debuted the same day that Morrell. He actually debuted before Morrell. They both got called yep. up the same day and debuted that day. Yep. Um, and Brandon Hughes had his own little historical debut itself. Do you have the, the numbers? It was Yeah,
1: so he pitched – his major league debut, I think he pitched um, one and two-thirds of an inning, and he struck out five guys. So – every out he made was via the strikeout, mm-hmm. which was he became the first player in the modern era to do do that or something yeah. like that.
2: Yeah, so he had his own little historical kind of debut and obviously Morrell's home run and, and what Morales done since. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kinda the, that's kind of the one that gets remembered. But, like, Brandon Hughes had a great debut, and he had a really good 2022. 2023 obviously didn't work out for him, um, and now he's mm-hmm. elsewhere. Now he's yeah. taking a, a spring training invite in Arizona. So, yeah, we'll see. But uh, another guy that – was you know easy to talk to, easy to get along with, um, worked really hard. And, and when he's right and healthy, you saw how good yeah. he could be. And like, That's why we, we talked about last year going into the season. Like We, we felt he was going to be an important part of the bullpen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just didn't work out. The knee issue became a thing, and he just never got right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, that, was, that, that was tough for the Cubs bullpen because mm-hmm. I'm, they were definitely relying on him to be one of those guys against lefty options. And that's why for most of the season, like Mark Leiter Jr. was really the only guy
1: yeah I mean, Brandon Hughes can be a good example of uh, you know, kind of about kind of like what we were talking about yesterday with you know how injuries happen, how guys don't necessarily continue to have the success that they might may, may have had the year before, at least especially the young guys that don't have a ton of major league uh, success. and that's why, you can't prospect Horde. You you can't just rely on all these prospects to, you know, come up and, and, and light the world on fire. Uh, and with that said, I, I you know, yesterday uh, Wandy Peralta signed with the Padres, and then Jake Diekman reportedly is headed to the Mets. And I know the Cubs are kind of linked to Diekman, who's a lefty for the Rays and White Sox last year. Really struggled with the White Sox at the beginning of the year. Then he went to the Rays, and the Rays did what the Rays did, and got him back to like what he basically had been his entire career. Um, I saw, or I, well, I guess I saw, I also listened uh, on Robert Murray's podcast, the baseball insiders. He reported on that podcast on Tuesday that the Cubs are still part of the reliever market. They're still interested in bringing one more guy in or at least one more guy in so to see these two guys gone, I'm interested in – or I'm intrigued into, in who they're thinking. They have – like we kind of talked about it this week in general. Like, they, they have a lot of guys in the bullpen. It's just like not really a lot of them have a lot of major league experience or have proven to – done it for a long time. And so maybe another veteran wouldn't be so bad somewhere there in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know and this is actually another another benefit
2: of the mm-hmm. of the being a diehard we were in the discord chat me like I said me Gary Suzy and some others mm-hmm. um just kind of chopping up about the Cubs and this is also brought up about you know would they still bring in a reliever um and just I'm kind of I, I think it's possible right like mm-hmm. they, obviously they brought in Hector Neris and Yency Almonte is a, a little bit of a reclamation project kind of guy um, but they have I think my main point was they have I would say six guys right now mm-hmm. um, on the forty man that don't have six bullpen guys on the forty man mm-hmm. uh, that don't have any options left, and and that's the flexibility aspect of it makes it it's a little tougher for me to see them going out and and signing someone that doesn't really move the needle, right? Like if there's mm-hmm. someone out there, and I, I I'm not I haven't taken a look at the reliever market in a, in a little bit, but like if there's someone out there that they they really believe is going to be a difference maker for them, then I can see it. Right. But if it's someone that's just going to be, um, filling in that Michael Rucker type role or right there at the, at the, the lowest of, of the leverage situations in the bullpen, I, I would, my gut would say that they would rather, you know, stick to internal options, guys with options that can be moved back and forth from Iowa to the big leagues. Um, Versus bringing in a guy that's just going to take up another bullpen spot without the ability to be flexible, and and we've seen how um, bullpen depth, bullpen health, and flexibility in the bullpen um, mm-hmm. can be, you know, or can can be advantageous for teams, or as the Cubs showed last year, um, how the lack thereof can be disastrous for a bullpen. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, again, I I think it's possible. I I don't know what names um, the Cubs are. For sure, looking at, but uh, you know, if it's someone with options that they're bringing in, it's possible too. But um, I just, unless it's a difference maker, um, veteran reliever, I don't know if I don't know if that's someone that they would bring in. Just just because we're talking about flexibility, for flexibility's sake, sure. maybe it, maybe it's a um, you know non roster invite type thing. Bring them in a spring training, similar to they've got with like Carl Edwards Jr and some of those guys that they brought in this this offseason but yeah um yeah we'll see uh anything can happen the nearest deal kind of came out of nowhere so yeah like we don't uh, a lot of these especially with the reliever side a lot of these kind of moving moving in silence like lasagna
1: yeah i uh, i like Mike Taylor's comment not the one on the you screen got you got but the one reference. he sent before that Stephen put up it said uh wick wick with an I, uh, as in Bradwick, Bradwick. Uh, Brandon Hughes, then Ethan Roberts, all guys we thought were going to be bullpen mainstays. Injuries change all of that. Slim chance we might see Wick back on the 40-man this year. Now, those guys you mentioned, I'm I'm still optimistic about Ethan Roberts. He's very young, and, um, you know, I, I can't blame him for having to have tommy john there's so many pitchers are having tommy john this year so i'm i'm still optimistic about him our conversation with tommy hoddy i asked him about ethan roberts a little bit uh you should go check that out barb you asked in the chat if if the cubs are bringing back tommy hoddy yes he's going to be the pitching coach this (laughs) year uh i i promise you he will be there i i did not tell jed to uh to uh to let him go okay but you do want to trade all the young players i do want to trade all the young players i absolutely want to trade them all Assad, Wesneski, I want to trade them all, guys. Send them all straight to the moon or send them somewhere for a bag of balls. That's that's exactly what I want. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I buy that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> all right, if Ryan buys it, it must be true. Um, okay, so anyway, yeah, the, the real reliever market is interesting. And... Uh, We'll see what happens. Barb, what else do you have? Uh, they have Horton coming up. He's going to be very good. Hope Cody doesn't tell Hoyer to trade him. Ooh. Already did, Barb. Don't do it. Don't already do it, though, already did. You got to charge Ar- your phone first before you yeah. can do it, though. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not charged my phone today. Uh, I'm just a mess right now, Barb. I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll work on it, though. Anyway. Would you like to see Horton come
2: up as a reliever role, or do you want them to just, to just bring him up when he's ready to join the rotation? Like, I compare it to what they did with Steele in, like, 2021 where he came up for, I want to say a couple months that he was up relieving. I know he got hurt, and Mm -hmm. that's why he he kind of went back down and got stretched out, but...
1: This year, I wouldn't be opposed to him coming up in a reliever role just because, like, he is only, like, a year and a half removed from Tommy John. Mm -hmm. Correct? Right? So Something like that, two years? And so they're trying to build up the innings, and that's why I feel like... You know, mid season is more of like more likely when we see him. So, how they will limit those innings? Perhaps, maybe in that kind of role, and then maybe let him go like full go in twenty twenty five. But I, I don't know. I, I, how? What would I like to see? Depends on first off. It depends on who's having success for yeah. the Cubs, right? Like you know, if Steele's having a, another solid year, if if Hendricks is still Kyle Hendricks, and you know, Imanaga has. You know, Ben is he if he's consistent in a lot like he was in Japan and you know, you know Jordan Wicks, you know who whoever else you know like if if you're getting good contributions out of your rotation and it's not like an automatic like we gotta put him in there yeah. Then I'm probably okay with him going to the bullpen, and then maybe you can yeah. let him loose later in the year, whenever maybe if you're in a pennant race or who knows, maybe if the runner of division, maybe he earns himself a start. You yeah. I just think with what we've seen with like injuries and stuff like that, I could see him getting a few spot starts, but I don't, I don't necessarily know if he'll automatically jump into the rotation or if I even want him to. I want him to be on the Cubs in midseason mid just because I, his stuff is great and I, I want to see him pitch, but. Yeah. I don't think it's an automatic, like, we need to put this guy in the rotation. You know what I mean? I think I feel the opposite. No. I think okay. I – think I
2: well because, obviously, like you mentioned, if he's going to come up and go right into the rotation, that means there's some underperformance or some injuries in the rotation. I don't know that I want to see him come up in the bullpen role. Um, you know, guys can do it. Guys have done it. Obviously, we saw Justin Steele, but um, – for a guy like like Horton, and and I think this goes to like I think this bullpen is, right now, better prepared to handle, the 162 game season. I think they have, mm-hmm. um, you know, veteran guys. Obviously, they, guys like Julian Meriwether, Adbert have a lot uh, have a full year of experience in those roles under their belt. They brought in Nearest, True um, Smiley was actually pretty good in the reliever mm-hmm. role after they moved him out there last year. Um, and then obviously some of the young guys, Palencia and Luke Little, going to get more experience. Uh, there's other guys on, on the way. Bailey Horn is another name that could pop in there. Um, I, I don't know. I think, there's, I think there's enough depth and effectiveness in there to, to get them through the 162. Mm. And for Horton, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just um, – I don't know if you want to do it where – because obviously you know, relievers, their volume is just not what starters have. They just don't have um, – they're, they're, just, they're just doing things differently than what starting pitchers do. Their routines are different. Um, what they have to ask out of their own bodies is different. Uh, maybe he can come up as, like, a piggyback type guy. I guess that's a, that's an option. But yeah, um, I think I would – I think if I'm, like, picking between one or the other, I think having him up – just directly into a starting position and not, you know, not asking him to go seven, eight innings every time. Like maybe he's the starter of the piggyback guy. Sure. Maybe that's an option. Um, but I think I'd rather have him be a starter, keep him on a starter routine. You, you mentioned it; they're going to have still have a little bit of a limit on his innings. Um, so if he's a starter, they can limit that way. And they can keep him on that routine. I think that's the better
1: option than, than just putting him right into the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, to be clear, guys, some people in the chat are yelling at me like I want to see him start. Like I'm not. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised just based off how the organization has worked with certain starters in the past. All right. So, and somehow, some way, the chat has turned to the conversation of Jose Quas, who I think is obviously going to be one of the greatest pitchers in Cubs history. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, I I I think Horton certainly can make a huge a, – a, a, be one of those extremes that hit for the Cubs in 2024 that perhaps puts them in, you know, the pennant race or, you know, maybe puts them into a position where, you know, they're really competing for a, a legit playoff spot. So, the time – like, I remember we had Greg Huss on here, and I haven't forgot that day because of what he said just lit my eyes up so much – he said six starts in in the minors and he'll be up with the Cubs. That's what he said that he wants to see because yeah. he thinks he's seen enough of him in the minors. I don't know if that's going to happen. Hell, he doesn't know that if that's going to happen. But that's that you know he watches the minor league he he watches minor league baseball more than I do. So I'm willing to trust a guy like that. And if it's you know more than six, so be it. Depends on where the Cubs are at that time. If they need a spark, if they need they need an arm because there's an injury, then sure. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see it. So. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I, I'm really excited about Horton. He's the one guy, for me, as much as Barb and everyone in the chat thinks I want to trade all the good young players, which, I mean, heh, obviously, it's some of them I do. Um, he's the one that I don't want to trade, right? Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we got a lot more to talk about. The very first segment we were going to start in the f- – uh, we were going to start the show with we completely skipped over because of all the, the reliever, the nearest thing. So we'll do that here in the second segment. <laughs> uh, first, listen, let me tell you all about CD1 price cleaners. All right. CD1, one CD1 price cleaners, they're incredible. All right. They got low prices. Customers save over 30% of their dry cleaning bill by switching to CD1 price cleaners. They're simple and they have transparent service. Other cleaners charge a different price for every garment type. Plus, they have upcharges and you may have a you may pay a different price each time you visit. At CD1 Price Cleaners, they charge one low price for every garment. Yep, even sports jerseys, the same one low price. All right, they have a fast turnaround. CD1 Price Cleaners has your order ready the same or next day. Other cleaners take 2 to 4 days to have your clean garments ready. You, you get text alerts uh, they'll send you a text when your order is ready for pickup, which listen, instead of me having to call and ask, like, Hey, is my shit ready? They'll just text you and let you know. It's that's an incredible thing, right? Uh, they got a variety of services, dry cleaning, they wash and fold laundry, blankets, comforters, uh, tailoring and alter alterations. There you go. Uh, thank you. I can't read, uh, leather cleaning and then area rug cleaning as well. So they, they are versatile. They do it all. They are incredible. So visit right. chgo.com, uh, chgo.cd1 or chgo.cdone.com. There you go. Third time's a charm. Uh, once once you're there, you can pick from an in-store coupon or online pickup and delivery coupon options. First time I've read that one. Sorry, it was a little bit of a, a roll coaster. It, it did
3: end with a little debate for me. You say coupon, I say coupon. Ryan, coupon? break the tie. Coupon. I'm coupon, a coupon,
2: coupon, coupon, coupon. I, I, I
3: think they're both right, but coupon. They're just stood it's out like to it's me. like
2: caramel versus caramel. No, that
3: one's caramel. I'm not That's doing caramel that, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Absolutely,
2: caramel. I say caramel. Caramel. See, yeah. eggs, right. eggs versus eggs.
3: Oh, there's only one right answer there. People are just mispronouncing it. Sorry, go ahead, Ryan. Eggs. Foco uh, is
2: all pronounced the same. Yeah, no, no one is gonna mispronounce Foco. I'll tell you that <laughs> much. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco's got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. You're going to a basketball or a hockey game. Show off your love with team-branded friendship bracelets. Oh, that's that's new. Uh, whether it is jackets, beachwear, or even overalls, there's something for fans for almost every occasion. I know they got those aloha shirts too, and, and those might be really good. Uh, that summertime at Wrigley Field, mm-hmm. you know, aloha, little Hawaiian. You know me, I love my Hawaiian shirts. So, uh, Foco's got it. They even give us some set decorations. Some of our beautiful set decorations all over the office have come from FOCO. They've donated a few awesome pieces for our set, so go show them some love. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO10
1: for 10% off. You can go there, and you can get all, all the good stuff, folks. So do that, and then you can credit us. Yeah. All right. Um, right. I'm reading that, reading the chat. Y'all are cracking me up. Barb, you're you're listing so many good comments. I don't know how I'm gonna rank your top ten comments after this after this show.
2: When she says something about us interviewing Taylor Swift. Yeah,
1: yeah. She says she thinks that we're going to Super Bowl. Or she keeps asking if we're going to Super Bowl. Unfortunately we're not. They're only sending the Bears guys. Yeah. She They're said, sending Braggs yeah, and Carm and, and Hogue and, and Moriano.
2: She said our Cody and Ryan going to the Super Bowl next week. We can interview, Taylor, they Swift. interview Taylor Swift. Uh we don't have an interview lined up, but no. if she does want to introduce me to Selena Gomez, I'll <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take that.
1: I'll Maybe take that she can randomly. introduce me to Travis or Jason Kelsey. I, I, Jason Kelsey is kind of my spirit animal. So, <laughs> um, Okay, so we wanted to start the show with, you know, the fact that Bellinger, Chapman, Blake Snell, who's the other one? Uh, Jordan Montgomery, still free agents. It's February 1st, mm-hmm. and they're still free agents. So I guess the question being is, will <laughs> – Will, will uh, will be will we be able to go into March in thirty days or thirty one days, or however many days or or no twenty nine? We're in February twenty nine thirty. I don't know. It's a leap year, isn't it? This yeah, year? I think it's so a leap, leap year. I think there's twenty nine days. days. Twenty nine days. Yeah. Will we be able to go into March in twenty nine days? More optimistic about this roster.
2: Yeah. Okay. I think so. I I I think uh, especially with the guys you've mentioned. I, I, it would be, I wouldn't be like a total shock, but it, I would be more inclined to think that those guys' futures are going to be more set. Uh, by by the time we get to March, I um, especially Bellinger, man. I, I, I don't. Again, I, those guys can can sit out. I, when did Harper and um? I saw. Machado, uh, was it
1: Brendan who tweeted this this morning? I think he, both were in March of that year. Was it? It was, it was February. The Just end of the February, February well, and I I mentioned Brennan. I don't know if you saw his tweet, but he tweeted this morning that it was like February 28th, 20... was 28th, 2019, that Bryce Harper officially signed with the Phillies. So, like, that went way into spring training, right? So, I mean, yeah. we've seen it. February 28th, <laughs> so the
2: last day of February. Yeah, so we have seen it. So I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm. I wouldn't be the most shocked person in the world if some of those guys are still, Mm -hmm. we get to March and, and, you know, spring training games are starting and they're still not signed. but um, no, I I think um, I do think we will sit here on March 1st and definitely think a little bit better about what the Cubs roster looks like. I think, you know, I think a guy like Cody Bellinger will sign. And and again, I still lean towards Cody uh, or the Cubs bringing him back. I think um, everything we've heard, the tea leaves have said that the Cubs are the most likely destination. Um, I think that's a guy that they pick up. And, and I, I mean, if we're comparing it to right now, adding Bellinger makes the team better, right? Like I agree. It's, it's
1: I mean, it. obviously, we all know this. I, to me, man, if Cody Bellinger isn't a Chicago Cub by March 1st, but he's, but he's still out there, I mean, then I'm really going to get into, like, the Craig Kimbrell, situation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really start thinking, man, this could be like June. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the thing is, is like his situation is not anything close to what Craig Kimbrell's situation was. If you remember Craig Kimbrell's free agency after the 2018 season going into 2019, he was coming off a bad postseason with the Red Sox, even though they won the World Series. If you remember, when they won the World Series, Chris Sale was on the mound for them to get the final outs, not Craig Kimbrell, because he was not good in that postseason. And there were a lot of questions about him. And as we saw play out, he gets picked up by the Cubs, like, in the middle of the year. And it's yeah. honestly, like, the only reason, and I will always believe this, the only reason that he signed with the Cubs was because Ben Zobris left the team and that opened up money because of whatever. I can't remember the technical words for this, but that to me that that was the only reason Craig Kimball w- was ever a Cub was because Ben Zobris had to leave because of his situation yeah. off the field with his now ex-wife. So That still is crazy, though, that it ended up,
2: like, June. And yeah. Craig Kimball, who at the time was still a really good reliever, like, he wasn't. Well, yeah. He wasn't well, washed up by any means. I'm thinking
3: back to that. I think it had to do with draft pick compensation for him. So if he signed Possible. later on in the year, uh, and the same with uh, Dallas Keuchel, an, oh, I think another right, Boris right. client, yeah. if they signed later on in the year, the team that signed him would not have to give up that compensatory pick. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. I'd, okay. That, that that makes a little bit more sense. Still, it's just it's just crazy it's, to think it's that it's my Craig Kimbrel, it's my
1: 10 foil hat theory. It's okay. just crazy to think that <laughs>
2: Craig Kimbrell um, was just not pitching. It. For the first two two yeah. plus months of the season, and you
1: saw like you saw how that affected him because he really wasn't good for the Cubs in year one, largely because he didn't have a spring training and uh, you know, he pitched a ton in twenty eighteen, pitched all the way to the World Series, right? So, um, yeah, the
3: first year and a half of Craig Kimbrell's Cubs tenure was not good. Uh, I want to ask you guys a question. I obviously don't do a lot of these shows. Uh-huh. Cody and Bellinger, what's the max years and dollars you'd actually be willing to give him? Because he, he's had his up and downs in his career. He's been an MVP, mm-hmm. and he's also yeah, had some seasons contract. where he's barely over 200 on the batting average. So, what's what's your max years and dollars? I think seven, maybe eight.
1: And I would hope there's an opt out in there. Uh, maybe two. I would, I'd probably go up to eight years tops um eight years 200 yeah I mean this I've I mean I basically have kind of said this all offseason I think a really fair deal for him is seven years 180 and I think Boris is trying to get him 200 like a flat 200 mate well at this point he should be trying to get him 200 that way he gets some sign but I think right now the reason that this has played on as long as it has is because Boris is trying to get him like 250 and still get him like maybe a couple more years you know what I mean I think a fair deal or a really good deal for him, a fair deal is seven years, 180, a good deal for Bellinger for him, I think is, you know, eight years two ten, something like that, you know? Yeah. Like I think yeah, eight
2: years, 200 ish is probably like maximum. And, you know, I don't know if that's what the worst is going to get. Like, I don't know if there's going to be a team that goes and wants to give him that considering the, the injury history in the la- in the couple down years prior to 2023 for Bellinger, um, 780 is like what we've seen get thrown out a bunch of times and or but I say 780, 7180, yeah. um, and that doesn't feel like uh, that that feels more fair. Obviously, mm-hmm. you might have to overpay a little bit, maybe 7185 or something like that. But yeah. um, no, I think I think right around there is the range of of what's between like comfortable and like not too uncomfortable that you don't want to do it Mm. and to me I think that's what it feels like okay
3: because I look at it there's there's two big players and you know if you look at the thumbnail today that we're going to be talking about the other ones Matt Chapman two very very different types of player and I would also say two very different types of contract that they're going to command yeah Cody Bellinger you're comfortable with going seven eight years Matt Chapman you're not going to want to go anywhere near that right
1: no, definitely. I think the Cubs def- are at now. Yeah, I don't I don't think anyone wants to give him more than four years personally. Uh and we've talked about this too. Like the difference between Cody Bellinger and Matt Chapman is results, but mm-hmm. the batted ball data for Chapman is better than Cody Bellinger. So you're thinking he just didn't you know, the the quote unquote luck factor wasn't there for him. He still hit the ball really hard, great exit velocities, all these things. Obviously a great defender. And I don't think Matt Chapman is an absolute you have to get. I think it would make Mm. the team better. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I absolutely do think that. And I think it would then make their lineup better, even though his offensive numbers don't show that they were there. Again, the batted ball data was there, but not, you know, not the results. And, you know, take that however you want to take it, right? Again, to answer your question, Stephen, I think I personally would go three years max, and if you have to pay more on AAV, then like I'm fine with that because it's the Cubs and they have the money to do that, right? Yeah, and also it's not gonna in the long term it's not gonna block a guy like Matt Shaw or whoever else that you know could be p- potentially there. So I'm I'm pretty much fine with getting Matt Chapman but I just don't think it's a must like Cody Bellinger is a guy that I feel like it's a must like this team yeah. the 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 predicting what this team could be on opening day is only gonna it, 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 it's hard it's hard, hard to even be able to do that right now without him on the roster you know so until that day comes, if he signs with someone else, then I guess I can start doing that. But I just think that without him, this team ain't going to be any better than last year. Actually, I'd probably think it's worse. They would need a lot of prospects to uh, pan out and bust on the scene and, and and play well. And if they do, then I'll give a front office credit. But that's a bold move to do going into year four of your uh, of your era, Jed. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. No. I, I like. Let's say like we've said all along.
2: Bellinger is the priority. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the guy that that feels like they need to get before the season starts. Need to go into 2024 with Bellinger in tow. Um, And obviously if he goes somewhere else, you're going to have to make a contingency plan, right? Like you might have to pivot to Matt Chapman. You might need Mm -hmm. to go the pitching route and sign the Jordan Montgomery or something like
1: that. Right. Like, um, well, apparently Montgomery's like Gary has said this to me in the discord a few times, like that apparently Montgomery is still getting linked to the Cubs and, I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised by it. Like, I, I if if they sign Montgomery, then I, I definitely think they're out on Chapman. And we'll see if Bellinger is still an option. But, I mean, Montgomery is going to get, like, something similar to, like, what John Lester got. Right? Like, that's what his, like... Probably. Ba- that's what, like, MLB trade rumors, like, predicted. And so, just based off that he'll probably get a little bit more than that you know like based off the predictors because the predictors are never fully right they're just close like he's he's, the projection right yeah so you know that's we'll see yeah i'm not against it it's just like yeah well you need offense in
2: my opinion i mean well but what i I guess the way i'm saying that is like you can pivot to the pitching side and you, you spend the money like the, the big money on a guy like Jordan Montgomery and then you can fill in on the offense with you know a Brandon belt type or a JD Martinez type like the guys we've talked about that yeah. may not be your you know long-term answers anywhere and you probably wanted to get um, better guys in the market but could still add solid and I'm saying this is just as as missing out on the top bats which you know would be a little bit of an indictment on the on the front office for missing out on them but oh, um, yes. <laughs> but if you do miss out on them, um, there's other routes you could take to still improve the roster. May not be as on paper, the roster may not look as good as you know we kind of pictured it could look when mm-hmm. we got into the off season. But um, you yeah. know, I yeah, we'll, we'll have to see, man. It's playing this waiting game is uh, sucks. <laughs> it, it, it sucks. <laughs> it, it's 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 given us multiple multiple stretches of like weeks with nothing to talk about, but mm-hmm. the exact same people out there. Maybe that's maybe that's the goal. Yeah,
1: just keep their names in the cycle. It's interesting to hear the chats like thoughts on this. Uh, Jay Andrews, uh, Stephen put his chat up a little bit ago. Chapman three years at twenty two million per, uh, Bellinger seven years at twenty five million per year, which would equal to one hundred seventy five million. Chapman's would equal out to sixty six million. Like I'm not, I'm not against that. Like I just it with Bellinger, I, it with his agent, man. Like I just. I would love seven years, one hundred eighty. If that ends up being the deal, then like I think we can all give ourselves a pat on the bat for being so like for having a crystal ball. But I just think that he is going to somehow get two hundred million dollars from someone, and I think he's worth he's worth going over that that uh, that that finally going over that threshold the Cubs have never done before. He's to me, he's worth it. He's twenty eight years old. I know he's he's had one good year. Oh, oh, in his last like three, whatever, I understand it. But with how versatile he is, the way he's changed his approach, the type of player that he is in general, I think he's going to age well. And I, I hope there's an opt out in there too. Cause he could, if he plays well next year and the year after, perhaps he could make even more money. Cause again, he is 28. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and Jay,
2: I think Jay Andrews, maybe put in the yeah. chat just right now, like if we, ask both of us, if we're, uh if if we are the GM, who are we signing slash trading? <laughs> um well, everyone I think thinks that's I'm it. trading everyone. Yeah, you're trading all the prospects. <laughs> Except for Quasi Stan. Oh yeah, Quasi Stan. Every you're giving up like the entire triple A team for like one major league player. Mm-hmm. Um, and he won't even be that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I think we're sitting here both like I think we can both agree like the guy you're signing is Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Like, that's your number one option and, and mm-hmm. That's a priority it's been the priority for most of this off season yeah. and yeah i I guess we'll see when it happens I, but to your question earlier um i do I still do think it happens in February like before March, you know maybe a week two after spring training starts, which that in itself kind of sucks but mm. um I do think I do think we'll see one of those signings happen,
1: or maybe even both of those signings happen uh, by the time we get to March, yeah. I mean, I hope you're right, man, because at this point, I just don't know. And I am tired. It'd be nice to know. I am tired of waiting, man. It's been 123 days and counting. It'd be nice to know.
3: Not that you're counting or anything. Not that I'm I'm counting at all.
1: Not at all. Right. So um, this is going to be a a good transition to next segment. But let's do some ads. Um, At least the Matt Chapman conversation. So, Ryan, Justin Timberlake tickets go on sale tomorrow. Where can you get these tickets? You know you can get them at Game Time. Uh, yeah. I just needed to hear you say yeah, it. Yeah, you know you can get them at Game Time.
2: You're big. You're a big JT guy, huh? I am a so big. You were JT a huge guy. NSYNC guy. Back in day? I was
1: actually a big BSB guy, but I just think Justin Timberlake as a solo artist is incredible. But I
3: did like NSYNC
1: as well. I think the,
3: I, I think Adam Hogue said he already got tickets somehow.
1: What? I, think I need to get in. I need podcast. to get in his circle, man. I've been like the 2020 Experience album is one of my favorite albums of my life.
2: Anyway. yeah anyway um, <laughs> let me ask you though what could you do with an extra hundred dollars in Vegas if you were there for the big game? What could I do? What could you do with an extra hundred dollars in Vegas if you were there for the big game Oh man there's so many shows I could possibly could go a to. show I you know might log on to game time and check it out Might walk into one of their fabulous casinos and throw it all on black you know <laughs> that is possible That's
1: possible too that's um, possible
2: but you could also use it you could also use it at game time game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you, and right now, all users get hundred dollars off when you buy a big game ticket with code Vegas One Hundred. With killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You know, I've I've talked about it. We we've both used Game Time many many times uh, to buy tickets for sports events or concerts or whatever. Um, you're not getting deals like you do when you use Game Time. Um, one thing I really like about Game Time is getting to see the seat views. Like mm-hmm. when you click on the specific ticket, and you can kind of see wherever the venue is. You can see, um, like what your view of, you know, the the field or the person on stage at a concert. Like I, mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool aspect of it.
1: It does make it easier to decide where you want to sit, right?
2: Yeah, for sure. Like uh, our friend Susie Hunter over at DNVR one time got uh, Wrigley got stuck behind one of those poles, and I was yeah. like, "You should have used Game Time. You would have yeah. all <laughs> you she should have do is ask. I you would have known. You told her where you were going to be sitting." Um, but yeah, game time, last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You get the views from all seats in the venue. Um, game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices, show your total upfront. So, you know, you're getting a great deal before you check out buy tickets in seconds with two tabs. Game time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. GameTime has deals on tickets right at the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section, and GameTime picks the seats for big-time savings. And the GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime Right now, all GameTime users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Just download the GameTime app and use code VEGAS100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the big game, use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase.
1: Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Everyone in the chat talking about how expensive it's going to be to go to the Super Bowl and uh, listen, that's why I use code CHGO and you can get tickets to something going on here, right? But if you're in Vegas, there's other things to do too. Yeah, like, there's a lot of lot of awesome stuff to do in Vegas. They're really sending my guy Greg Braggs to Vegas. He might not come back alive, brother. Like <laughs> that's I, all um, I
2: can say. I felt that
1: way about myself going back going to Vegas multiple times, <laughs> so I, I can imagine. Barb is on a mission to, like, get us to Vegas. She wants to write someone to tell them that, that, yeah. that they should send me and you to Vegas. Yeah. Also, the whole chat is saying
2: that me and Selena Gomez would be a cute couple. So, thank you.
1: Big of um, them to say, Ryan. Yeah,
2: Selena, if you're watching or listening. Um, <laughs> Hello,
1: Selena. Do you have any friends? Uh, follow me on Twitter <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> you know what will get Selena to DM you, Ryan. Some bacon, oh, all right. Bacon okay. will get you oh, anything, yeah. all right. You got that right. Especially if it's from Charlie the Bacon Guy, who I saw in the chat earlier, and I'm sorry I didn't acknowledge your 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 chat, Charlie. But uh, I'm reading your ad now, so uh, this is for you, brother. All right. Charlie the Bacon Guy is based out of Woodridge, Illinois, and he makes craft bacon and bacon jams for over 35 different flavors. Luke Stuckmeyer's tried all of them, and he loves all of them. Uh, credit to him. The bacon and bacon jams are all naturally cured, preservative-free products. There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself in- involved in the process, unlike most store-bought bacon. It's vacuum-sealed and freezes perfectly. Bacon lasts in the package up to 60 up up to sixty in the fridge one week after the seal is broken and nine months in the freezer. Nine months if you put it in the freezer. That's a long time, That's incredible. right? I'm a bit
2: like... Are you really going to go nine months with that? No, I'm definitely not going to go
1: nine months. But if you stock up, man, you know, listen. Sometimes buying in bulk is the smart thing to do, right? All right. The bacon jam lasts about 90 days in the fridge and up to one year in the freezer. Some of the favorites are maple, pepper, rosemary, chorizo, French toast, Korean barbecue, jardinera, ranch, Old Bay. Uh, Bacon jam flavors are original, bourbon, spicy. The bacon jam goes perfectly on anything Put it on scrambled eggs, toast, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, charcuterie boards, or Charlie's favorite, the spoon. Uh, so starting now, you can save 10% off on your order at charliethebaconguy.com. When you use the code CHGO at checkout, you can pick it up, uh, which is the most efficient way, to be honest with you. Or he will deliver it to you, meet you halfway, or even ship it. He makes the bacon so you can bring it home uh, you can visit his website at charliethebakingguy He's on Instagram, Twitter. Instagram is charlie the Bacon guy. Twitter is cz the Bacon guy. You can even send him an email at charlie the guy at gmail.com. Our friend Gary,
2: being Gary, and reminding me that Selena Gomez has a boyfriend. <laughs> I know. Uh, the day I, I found, did not know. I uh, who's she dating these days? Benny Blanco. Oh, okay. Found that out a couple of weeks ago, and it uh, ruined my week. So. Oh.
3: I was in a bad mood. I think all of us are better looking than Benny Blanco. <laughs> I, I we're still in the running, is what I'm saying. It's not over. A little less but money, That's but yeah, it. Sometimes
2: but I, you just gotta be persistent. It ruined uh, it ruined my week. So it's like thank like you when, for uh, ruining it, my day again, Gary.
1: It's like when Vanessa Hudgens got married to Cole Tucker, who was on The Rockies recently. Yeah, like it ruined it. It ruined my. It kind of ruined my day and my week at the time because it meant that the dream is officially over. The dream lived for like fifteen years, bro. From the moment I saw her on High School Musical, (laughs) it it ended. That whenever Cole Tucker ruined it. All right. Yep. Um, Okay. So before we went to those ads, we were talking about Bellinger, Matt Chapman, and I said at the beginning of the show that I was reading a a blog from Bleacher Nation today, and it was it was like their bullets article or whatever uh, and speaking of them they did write an art he did write an article about us and how we interviewed tommy Hotovy. so thank you brett uh thank you for uh, promoting that for us uh but in this particular one i was reading uh he was talking about the scenario of like what if the cubs are forced or are put in a position where they're forced to play christopher morrell at third base as in if there's injuries or whatnot and he said something in there related to, like, if there's an injury to Nick Madrigal or Patrick Wisdom or both. Basically both, right? Mm. Um, I generally agree with that, but obviously I think I he deserve oh, maybe not deserves. I'd obviously love to see him get the opportunity over them, too. It's just all about what we're going to see in spring training. Yeah. And so – I'm just, I am curious what happens if they do get in a position where they're like those two get hurt or, um, and Matt Shaw's not ready. And like, what will they do? You know what I mean? Like, will they actually play him at third if it comes down to that? If they decide that they don't want to, because, and I say this because at Cubs convention, as I've mentioned many times since Cubs convention, the front office has kind of walked back on how they view him, and the in which they basically said that they think they can still play him all around the field instead of just one position, and yeah, that makes me want to pull my hair out.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's a good question, and and that scenario, while while somewhat unlikely, is definitely possible. Uh, I mean, is that a- well,
1: magical has shown to have injury problems. Wisdom, he's shown like I think he's good in a role where he is off the bench and not playing every day and only facing lefties. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That don't throw high fastballs. You know what I mean? Like there's those guys are so like they're good in one particular role, right? While Christopher Morel, obviously the offense, he's gotten better every his like. Let me rephrase that. He's gotten better last year compared to the year before. So it's like do you do you risk a little bit of the defense at third so you can keep him in the lineup while and maybe putting someone else in a dh in that scenario if those two were to get hurt like to me like it's not necessarily a hard question to answer, but as I've seen from the Chicago Cubs over the course of my life, they make things harder than it seems that it needs than it needs to be at times well. and Again, they know more about Christopher Morrell playing third base than I do. Yeah. But.
2: Well, so, again, so in that scenario, Madrigal's out, Wisdom's out.
1: Um, Master did you mention him? I did Is not mention Master Um But I, perhaps he'd probably be their third option. <laughs> uh, which, or even
2: Shaw's not ready. And here's the yeah. thing in that scenario, um, if Morel's not playing third base in that kind of scenario, then you really know how they feel about him. If they're doing something like bringing Michael Bush. Uh, from first, you know, moving him from first to third, right? He played a lot mm-hmm. of third base last year for the do- when he was actually up in the Dodgers. Um, if they do that, if they bring up, uh, like, Luis Vasquez, someone mm-hmm. like that, to go in and play third, um, and they're not giving morale the run it, in, in that scenario that you're talking about, then I think that really shows you how they kind of feel about what he does at third base. Yeah. I, it, would, it, it would be interesting if we got to that point where a lot of their biggest, or their, their main options at, third base are hurt and or you know unable to play or being or aren't playing well or whatever it is um and they still don't put morale in there then that that tells you that kind of tells you what they think about him at third base and brendan has i think brendan has actually put like kind of side by side videos and you can see that you could just see the 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 arm angle when he's throwing it from third base i don't remember who it was it might have been arenado or machado or um, but it was like a comparison, right? And you could see the arm angle that Morel, you like he has on his throws, and you can like, and then you understand why it's kind of his throws can get so wild sometimes. It's just not as compact and and straightforward as some of those, you know, the best third baseman that you got mm-hmm. or uh, in the majors, right? So um, that's like a it seems like a pretty clear area for him to clean up, um, and but like you said, like it will be. This spring will be pretty telling about about all that. Like, what has he done all off season? What has he worked on? Has he picked up on any things? And has he improved defensively over there to give himself a shot to mm-hmm. be that third baseman? Obviously, considering what was said at Cubs convention, it doesn't feel that way yet right now. Mm-hmm. But there are still right around two months to the season starts. What can he show them in spring training? That's that's huge for him. Um, also, Gary wants me to say Jake Slaughter. Um, I'm gonna be honest. Like, if it gets to a point where Jake Slaughter is their starting third baseman, a lot has gone wrong. Like, yeah. j- just injury wise, guys underperforming. Like, there there are just a number of players ahead of him on that uh, in, in, in that you know up the going up the ladder mm. um, that you probably suffered a bunch of injuries or just really bad performances that they needed to turn to to Jake Slaughter. Nothing against the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not. From what I've heard or or what I've seen, it just doesn't seem like he's um, as much of a priority to
1: get up to the big leagues as some of these other guys. Yeah. No, I, I in general, agree. I just felt like bringing it up because it's a kind of the way, a way of with Morrell that we haven't talked about all. Offseason, Tony in the chat says Morrell has to play every day, even if he's just a DH. Too much good vibes and power. We don't have enough thirty to forty homer guys, and that that's kind of my thing on why I even brought it up to begin with. It's like they have to find a way to get this guy in the lineup. You know what I mean? Like he's too athletic. He he obviously makes an impact in the lineup. They gotta play him. So again, the magnifying glass will be over this kid in spring training. Where will they be having him play? Will he like? It's going to be the thing. Honestly, it'll probably be the thing that I'm paying attention to the most as far as guys who are on this roster. So we'll see what works out here. Um, Let me tell you one more uh, ad that we got here. Uh, It's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it.
2: Yeah, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. So, what should businesses, what should business owners do, Ryan? Well, let me tell you, Cody. You know, Stevens over on the ones and twos pay attention. Mario pulling up and saying, "Hell yeah!" because he's a- waiting to come on to do
1: block You pay attention too. Go to
2: ComEd.com/slash-clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform That use indeed to hire great talent fast and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash blue wire. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash blue terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed.
1: I was reading the chat and Barb's getting crazy again.
0: What did, what did you say?
1: ComEd.com slash clean? I did say ComEd.com slash clean. Go now and see
2: how going electric connects us to a better <laughs> way of doing business and a better future for generations to come.
1: Okay. Um. Thanks for y'all hanging out today. Corey and Brennan will be tomorrow. They won't be live. I'm pretty sure they will not be live. Barb, Barb. knows. Barb knows that one is not live. Yeah, Barb knows. She knows. Um, hit that like button. We got 46 likes with 131 people watching. We even got a thumbs down. But for the people that are here and you haven't hit the like button, please hit the like button. It means a lot. Um, we'll be back Monday. Hopefully, we'll be Bellinger Monday. signs over the weekend. And if he does, we'll do an emergency podcast. We keep saying that all offseason, but we're just waiting. We've been waiting. Yeah. You know? we waiting for a while. Uh, what, what is it? Um, the 4th. February 4th. two four. Two four two four. That's when Bellinger's signing next. That's that, Sunday. That's Sunday. We'll so we'll we'll see you on the emergency podcast on Sunday, all right? And the Super Bowl is in 2 weeks, so there won't be any football and so I'll definitely be locked in. There you go. All right. Uh also I'll be doing I'll be in the Discord doing the what, what do we call it, the overtime, the voice chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'll be, I'll be doing. I'll be in there either or extra innings. Ooh. I like that too. That's how we'll rebrand it, the extra innings. The extra innings. Uh yeah, I'll be in the Discord doing voice chat. Mm Tonight or tomorrow, maybe both. Just because I'm, I love y'all. All All right. There you go. So tune into that. Become a diehard if you want to be in that. Yeah, become a become a diehard. And uh, and if you don't come to that, then I'll see you on two four two four when Cody Bellinger signs with the Cubs. All right. Thanks for checking out CA Show Cubs podcast. We'll see you Monday or Sunday or both. Bye.